0: to Peanut Butter and Jams with hosts Brenda and Jordy on CITR 101.9, exploring local music and local food. Tune in to learn about the best eats and tunes from your neighborhood and a weekly pairing for your date calendar. Warning, the endorsements and criticism expressed during the show are the opinions of the hosts, unless clearly identified as advertising. Put in your earbuds and fire up your taste buds. It's Peanut Butter and Jams. You're listening to Peanut Butter and Jams with hosts Brenda and Jordy on CITR 101.9. Hello there.
1: Hi, this is Peanut Butter and Jams, and that was one week we are going to play that, and it's not going to immediately repeat itself. Um, But this is Jordy, and uh, this is Brenda, who uh, was sick last week, which is why uh, you didn't hear us. Um, Brenda, how are you feeling?
2: Uh, Much better, thank you.
1: And uh, with us in studio, we've got uh, some very, very special. Well, one special guest, and maybe a second special guest, um, if the other member of the band shows up. This is uh, we've got Al. Hey, Al. Hey, guys. Um, from Village, and uh, Jess is going to be maybe. I have, I have no up. idea. We'll see. She doesn't have a phone. She's got about 20 minutes. So cool. Then we'll. Then, we'll, then she can't come into well, the room if she shows up. Here's hoping.
2: Yeah. So, Alex, why are you on the show tonight?
3: Oh, well, I thought I'd come on, uh, play some music, talk about food. And also, we have a show tomorrow night at uh, Mad Hatter's, which is um, located near uh, Main Street Skytrain Station on Terminal between the self-storage and the flea <laughs> market, apparently. I've never actually been there, but should be a good show. We're playing with real boys are a great band, Eek, who are a great band, and uh, 2011 Shindig winners, Sleuth, who are also a great band, and who also will be playing later on tonight on uh, Ben Lai's Thunderbird Radio Hell. Yes. So you should all come down to the show. Five bucks, uh, four bands. It's going to be great.
2: So just so you know, uh, this show that Alex speaks of is our featured pairing for the night. So we'll go into a bit more detail later on in the show.
1: You will not lack for more information about this show hey so, oh look at us here
2: and our second special guest has just arrived
1: uh... okay why don't we okay so what we just heard before melanie introed us was uh... brazilian money off of their ep jive with the killer instinct and that song was called slowly soaking up some rays on a sofa um... we have an interview with uh... peanut butter and Jam's correspondent uh... laura best coming up um, It's about CSAs, which is uh, well. You'll find out what what CSAs are, but it's uh, if you're if you like farmers markets, you will probably be interested in CSAs also.
2: Great. So uh, I'm gonna press play.
1: Okay. So, Laura.
4: Yes, Jordan.
1: I am going to be talking to you about CSAs.
4: Yes.
5: What is a CSA?
4: CSA stands for Community Supported
5: Agriculture,
4: and it is generally a program where rather than buying individual food products from a farm, if that makes sense, so buying just a head of broccoli from a farmer's market or Mm -hmm. uh, just uh, beads from the grocery store, you buy a share of the farm's produce for a year
1: okay so like you walk walking through it like how like
4: so what generally happens is before the growing season starts right so in january february a farmer will say okay i have a community supported agriculture program and i'm looking for members mm-hmm. and they open it up for applications and they set a price and then they take a certain number of applicants or they choose a certain number of members, every member pays the same flat fee and the farmer picks the number of members and the prize beforehand, obviously. Mm -hmm. And that means that the farmer has, going into the growing season, a pool of money that can buy seeds and inputs and pay for labor. So they Mm -hmm. have an income before they've even sold a head of broccoli. And then throughout the season, because you bought a share of the produce, every week generally you get a box of what was grown on the farm that week. So if there's twenty members you get more or less one twentieth of the food that was grown.
1: So at certain times of year you're probably not gonna get anything, but at certain times of the year you're gonna get lots of stuff.
4: Yeah, so generally They provide boxes for about 23 weeks, Mm -hmm. so May to October. Right. But what you're getting completely depends on what's growing that year. And if some things do well, you won't get more of them. If some things do poorly, you
1: won't get any of them. So you might be looking at like lots of Brussels sprouts or lots of onions, depending on what does well.
4: Oh, yeah. And in the fall, you're getting lots of kale, lots of Swiss chard, you know, things that can withstand the cold
1: do the farmers tell you what they're going to be growing?
4: Generally, most farmers on their websites, Mm -hmm. which are notoriously bad, (laughs) they have a list of what a sample box would look like. Right. Or you could always call and ask them, but Mm -hmm. they'll have it, you know, they'll say, oh, in May we will have these products, in July we'll have these products. So you should, before you join one, have a sense of what you're going to get out of it.
1: Right. So, uh, I'm, just, I'm just asking, because of like, no, someone might not want to join one, only to find this farmer throws <laughs> only some, sort of specializes in some vegetable they hate, or
5: something.
4: Yeah, and it is, you can always ask, of course, but not all of them, for example, do fruit. Right. So, some CSAs have berries, and others don't, for example. So some are just vegetables, others can also include pies or jam or other sorts of preserves that the farmers make with their products.
1: Value-added produce.
4: Produce, exactly.
1: Are you a member of a CSA?
4: I wasn't last year, but I will be this coming year. Because last year we tried to join one, and this is something that is important for people, is that they were sold out and that CSAs sell out it, especially in Vancouver, I noticed that one that I looked at today was already sold out for the 2012 growing season. So don't wait until when things start to grow to think that you want to join a CSA. You have to join in January or February and monitor their websites to when they put out applications.
1: Um, with the CSAs, they are you responsible for going out to the farm and picking up your produce.
4: So it depends on the CSA, but the vast majority of them, you have to go pick them up. And most of the time you can't pick it up whenever you feel like it. It has to be Monday night from five to nine.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Or, you know so there's it is definitely more inconvenient than just going to a than going to a grocery store. But there are some that deliver or they'll deliver for fee or they'll mm-hmm. deliver within a certain radius.
1: Um, when, getting back to the boxes, how much produce, like, because there has to be a certain amount, but how much is that? Like, are you worried that you might be getting too much produce?
4: I mean, I think it's definitely a full amount of fresh vegetables for a week for two people. Okay. Most of them. And so, if you think of a box, it's not just going to, you know, it might be like three zucchinis, a head of lettuce, two things of berries, you know, and some Swiss chard and... So, there's, you really have to be willing to cook, first of all, mm-hmm. and also be willing to cook foods you've never heard of, <laughs> necessarily. For example, I was speaking with one of the owners of a CSA program at the Terra Madre event mm-hmm. that I spoke about last time I was on the show. Right. And she said that this year they had a bumper crop of Jerusalem artichokes. Which I had never even heard of, but everyone—artichokes? Yeah, they're different. They're more like potatoes. Okay. Yeah, and so that everyone in the CSA got a bunch of this food, Mm -hmm. which probably most had never even heard of.
1: So you're buying a cookbook or something? Yeah, yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think you definitely have to. I did buy some Jerusalem artichokes from her, and I cooked them, and they were delicious. How did you cook them? I roasted them like potatoes.
1: So you end up, but you end up getting to experiment with different types of fruit and vegetables, unusual crops.
4: Yeah, that are
1: not the standardized grocery crops. Like. Yeah,
4: you're not going to get like green peppers mm. for five months. You're going to get what is able to grow that year. Mm. And if something doesn't do well, like this summer was a cold summer, so a certain. Food wouldn't have done that well. Right. And, you know, another one for for example, tomatoes were really late this year. So you have to definitely be flexible.
1: Okay, so it kind of forces you to uh, look at your diet and kind of adjust it to the season.
4: Yeah, and I think that is what's really exciting about mm-hmm. it is that you're eating what is really in season. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was just grown that week. Well, it wasn't. It's been growing for months, but right. it, was <laughs> <laughs> it was harvested that week.
1: When you were deciding on a CSA, how, what did you consider in, this, in the process?
4: Well, there's lots of different factors. First of all, the best list of all CSAs in the Lower Mainland is on Farm Folk City Folk's website. Right. They have a huge list of all the CSAs, and they have some details about them, but mostly you have to look at the individual's website. And so there's different, uh, something that was important was when and where you had to pick it up Mm -hmm. because I work and I work downtown. Mm -hmm. So some of the pickups are pretty inconvenient and I don't have a car. So, for example, to go pick up in Southlands is going to be difficult if you don't have a car and don't live near Southlands. Right, right. So that was, first of all, that was the most important thing, like, will I actually be able to get this food, which is <laughs> you <know? laughs> if you're only open for one evening to pick up. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing is that I looked at what they offered in their boxes. Mm -hmm. So most of them, it's pretty standard, most of them offer vegetables and so that was... (laughs) Were there big
1: differences from one to the other? Was was there some of them that offered um, specialty vegetables that other ones wouldn't have?
4: Well, I was most surprised with the fact that Southland's CSA offered berries, because that didn't seem to be very normal. Mm-hmm. It seemed like pretty much every other CSA focused just on vegetables,
5: mm-hmm.
4: and then other CSAs, like I said, some had jams or pies or sort of other things in there, mm-hmm. which I was less interested in, because... My John, my husband makes jam, very well. <laughs>
5: Does
6: he make pies? On his own.
4: No, I really hate pies. So you hate I pies. Hate pie. I hate pie. I hate all kinds of pie. What? Yeah, you know. So I really didn't want a pie. I don't want what, a paper what, what's pie. What kind of pie? It's I
1: don't got, like delicious crust. That's really buttery. It's I'm not like a big easy. fan of
4: cooked fruit. You don't like sweet fruit. pies. So I definitely fruit. didn't want. Yeah, I don't really. Like cooked I know. It's weird. Like I don't like fruit in muffins. That is weird. Yeah. That's weird. Okay. So, yeah. So yeah, going back, that was one sure. thing. And then the other thing I looked at is whether or not the CSA program had other elements to it. So a couple of the CSA programs are just farm, they just farm and they sell their farm produce. Mm-hmm. Other ones have sort of a more social justice element to it. Mm-hmm. So for example, Fresh Roots also has programs where they teach elementary school kids about farming, for example, or there's another one, Soul Food, which is located in the downtown east side, and that has also sort of a community downtown east side element to it, getting the community out to learn about food. Mm -hmm. And other CSA programs are just people who already know how to farm, farming, and selling produce.
1: Right. So, is there a big difference in cost between the different uh, CSAs?
4: There is. There's, I was really surprised <laughs> because there's a huge difference. Um, some the cheapest is about two hundred and fifty a month, and it a goes month? Or, uh, for the year. Sorry, oh, okay. For the year, for the year. <laughs> and then others uh, go up $500, five hundred, six hundred for the year.
1: Mm-hmm. So are you getting different quantities of food or different?
5: Products
4: I think the number of weeks that you get produce mm-hmm. varies slightly from CSA to CSA. And then, I mean, I haven't subscribed to five of them and then get the five different boxes to look at the size Fair. difference, yeah. but I'm assuming there would be a, a size difference. So those are the major differences I found. Mm-hmm.
1: And what are the major benefits of, <laughs> of CSA? We've talked about some of the things that are inconvenient about having to pick it up and the cost and mm-hmm. kind of having to shape your diet around it, but what are some of the benefits of it?
4: So the first of the benefits for the farmer is that they have a steadier income that and they can receive it before the growing season starts. So there's not the... Danger for them that they'll put in a whole bunch of money into inputs in their farm and then not make that money back. Mm-hmm. So it helps smooth farmers' incomes, which is a good thing, mm-hmm. I would argue, that it uh, makes it easier for them to survive and farm. For the consumer, you're getting local, most of them are organic, if not all of them, organic produce that was grown right in the city generally. And uh, you know you, you most of them, you would know the person growing it. So mm-hmm. there j- tend to be really small operations with one or two farmers. So you know who's growing it, your food. you know it's growing organically. You know it's grown within a four kilometer radius. you know, so yeah, so you're getting local organic.
1: It's food. basically the most directly you can get your food without being a farmer yourself.
4: It is, it is. And what's really exciting about Vancouver, and maybe it's happening in other cities, but I just know about Vancouver, is that a lot of the farmers doing CSAs are doing it really locally. For example, there's two CSAs where they grow their food in people's backyards.
5: So
1: it's like not even a 100 mile diet, it's more like a... No, it's like,
4: yeah, so there's one, Kitsilano farmer is in Kitsilano, and people who are not using their backyards can give them to him in a way,
5: mm-hmm.
4: and in exchange they get a share of produce, and then he'll grow food in their backyard. So if you're in Kitsilano and you have a share of that CSA, it's not even from the valley, it's mm-hmm. from you know one block over. Right. So that's a huge benefit for people who are concerned about where their food comes from, and concerned about the environmental impact of shipping food
5: mm-hmm.
4: all over the world and also nutritionally, mm-hmm. food tends to lose nutritional value the longer the time is between when it's picked and when it's eaten. Mm-hmm. And also if you have to freeze or refrigerate it for long periods of time. I think it's really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <And> I, think, <laughs> I think, especially in Vancouver, there are so many options mm-hmm. that when I started to look into it, because I'd heard of a couple- Are there any
1: that are like totally weird?
4: Oh, there's a couple other, so the model of CSA is being expanded Mm -hmm. into other types of food. Mm -hmm. So there are two that I think are very unique that I plan on both joining this year. And one is an apiary.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah,
4: Yeah, you get honey and various honey products and they have a couple levels of membership. So the lowest I think is just $50 and then the highest is $250 a year. Depending on how much honey you can eat. Depending on how much honey you can eat. I was Trixie and I told John, who is my husband, that I bought a share where we got three kilograms of honey a year. So <laughs> I freaked out, but I was just kidding. <laughs> 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 I got the lowest one. Yeah. And so that's exciting mm-hmm. because uh, supporting bees is very important because of the prom in the bee population. So that one is called Blessed Bee, mm-hmm. which is also an adorable name. And so it's a honey CSA, and that's the yeah. only one that I know that really does
1: honey or CSA. just for the pun?
4: I think just for the pun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's also this is I think I think it's the second year that there is a salmon fishery mm-hmm. that's doing community-supported fishery. Oh, cool. So you buy a percentage of this salmon catch. Mm-hmm. And then you can pick it up at various locations. And uh, that one, I should add, is more debit style. So you pay money, and then when you pick up fish, it kind of like gets debited off your account. Right. And there are also some CSAs that are like that oh okay that you put five hundred dollars in and then it's like you buy
1: you buy stuff off uh, and
4: it goes is off that yeah, uh, credit, that you yeah like credit yeah like credit and the benefit of doing it that way is that you get to pick what you want mm-hmm. and the only one i know of in vancouver that's a csa that does that is soul food mm-hmm. that's the downtown east side one uh, but the fishery is like that and the benefit of that, because people are like, why give you 500 bucks if I'm just going to buy whatever I want? I'll just do it at a farmer's market or down at the fish docks near Granville Island. Mm-hmm. And the benefit is that you generally get a discount. Mm-hmm. Is that you get a member price rather than a regular price.
1: Right. So, because like of being the, part of a co-op. Yeah, you won't, have to do, you won't have to budget for groceries later in the year.
2: I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of so,
1: interesting. It'll totally change your finances, too.
4: Yeah, I it does. It that. does because instead of paying, you know, thirty five dollars a week on produce, which is what some of them work out to be,
5: mm-hmm.
4: you're paying, you know, four hundred dollars upfront. Right. So it is definitely a, you know, a different
1: yeah different style of budgeting. Certainly. Yeah,
4: certainly. I mean, you just probably cut a part card and paid off thirty five dollars a month, but then you're paying
1: the interest, interest on top of that. Or, yeah. And. <laughs>
4: Don't
5: do that. Don't recommend (laughs) it.
4: Return your Christmas gifts.
1: Don't yeah, don't accrue that debt. Don't think about about that debt you've accrued for Christmas gifts. No, don't think about
4: that. Yeah.
1: People bad thoughts. You're gonna ruin the economy, Laura.
4: No, I'm oh (laughs) they should return it and then give the money to a local farmer.
1: their kids can go without presents yeah
5: exactly
1: Exactly. give them zucchinis i don't
4: think zucchinis are in season right now i don't think so i think nothing's in season in december
1: Mm -hmm. um yeah well thank you for talking uh, to us about this is there anything else you want to say about CSAs before we let you go Um,
4: no just that if you are interested there are a lot There is a lot of information Mm -hmm. online and there is so many different options in Vancouver now. So you'll be able to find one that fits your budget, fits your schedule, fits your food preferences. So you should do it.
7: Does the thought of long, winding lineups waiting to get your textbooks just make you want to... Ah! You have better things to do with your time than wait in line for your textbooks, and UBC Bookstore is here to help. Just check in to bookstore.ubc.ca. One of those. Pre-order all the materials you'll need for term two. Guess I'll need a course pack. And check out. Done. Kick back in the comfort of your own home and pre-order your textbooks for Term 2. Beat the crowds and have your course materials ready for pickup in-store. For me, you shouldn't have. Or delivered right to your door. Coming! For details, just go to bookstore.ubc.ca. Phew, that was easy. Welcome back to Peanut Butter and Jams.
2: Let's introduce our guests once more. All
1: right, we are. We've got both guests in the studio now. Uh, this is. We've got Al, who you heard from before. Hi, and we've got
0: Jessica. Chow.
1: Hi, Jessica. What's your What's your full name?
0: Jessica Chow. All
3: right. So you guys are both in Village, correct? Yes. That's right. What do you guys do in Village? Uh, I play guitar and yeah, I play guitar.
0: I play guitar and I sing as well.
3: Okay. I sing one line in one song That's once, true. but maybe that'll change. So I you're a vocalist. Know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. No. yeah. <laughs> is it a long line? No. No. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty short.
0: It's a good line, though.
3: Yeah. Well, she's also singing, so. Can
2: you tell us what that line is? Uh, Come on. What do
3: I say? Uh, you guys need to practice a bit more. Oh, yeah, we have a show tomorrow. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> 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 they'll will be good by that. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't it matter. Like, uh, Point is.
0: Okay. Go uh, ahead.
3: Would you spend the day with me? Yeah, yeah.
0: That's, that's what one. I say. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: What it's, a good line. It's cute. Yeah,
3: that's cute. That's yeah. cute. Um, so you guys are playing tomorrow,
1: but uh, we've already talked about that a bit, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. But I, you guys had a good story to tell about how you guys met. I mean, yeah. This is, is this how the band
3: formed, basically? Wouldn't sort of. Part, of. part of how yeah. the band yeah. formed? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, in about 2007, I think, uh, I was on the executive here at CITR as the music director. I think maybe, Jordy, you were the vice president or just finished being the vice president of CITR.
1: That sounds right. Anyways,
3: way back then. And so Jess came in one day to volunteer, and I probably made her do something super boring. Like Yeah,
0: put, I, I think I was, like, your
3: lackey or something. Yeah, I, put, like, I was, like, put these stickers on these seven inches and shut up. For, <laughs> for like, two hours. For, like, three hours. <laughs> And then she never came back. <laughs> sure
5: That's not
3: true. Well, she came back a couple of times.
0: Yeah.
3: But. And then, uh, uh, flash forward to 2011.
0: Yeah. This past summer.
3: This past summer, and we were going. We we just happened to run into and run into each other on in the security lineup, uh, getting on a flight to Paris
0: at YVR. At YVR. And it was actually kind of funny because. I was I was standing in line, I, was, I kept staring at Alex, I was like, Alex looks very, uh, familiar, as I swear, it's, that's, that's probably Alex Smith from CITR. Yeah, we are kind of
3: eyeing each other.
0: Yeah, and then like, so we are I I actually, coincidentally, the, the lady, the, I guess the lineup lady, told us told me to go in the same la- line as Alex, and so I was standing behind him, and then he was with his parents, so I was like, oh, you know what, I'll take a look at... I'll try to peek over at uh, his father's passport, who is right in front of me. And if he has the last name Smith, then surely this will be Alex Smith. So I tried to glance over, and unfortunately, I couldn't see anything. Um, yeah, so my dad
3: just thought you were a weirdo, probably. <laughs> so, I,
0: so I tried very hard, but that I couldn't see anything. trying
3: to steal my identity. Yeah, you look like an identity thief.
0: Yeah, well... You know me. anyway anyways,
3: So, wait, <laughs> we eventually we got on the plane. And we were like, no, oh, no, there's
0: more to this. There story. is? Yeah. Okay. So, okay, the reason why I found out is because I kept eyeing the passport, but then I was like, oh, you know what? It's lost clause. I'm not going to say anything or anything. And then when I headed my passport over, I saw Alex eyeing my own passport. <laughs> That's I was like, true. oh my God, he does know me after all. So, there you go. Then know.
3: we were like, hi, hi. Then we hung out in Paris. Uh, Jess was going to go visit her boyfriend, Aurel. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah, you we know, we went for drinks and, like, went to see an outdoor movie in Paris and stuff, and it was sweet. That
0: sounds cool.
3: And then we were like, let's play some music when we get back. And that was it. And then we did. Well, should we play
1: one of those musics?
0: Sure.
3: A music? Yeah, let's do that. Which one do we want to play? Cool. These are, uh, so this is a live recording from a show that we did uh, just before Christmas on the 23rd at the Toast Collective.
0: For uh, Kingfisher Blues Christmas Party.
3: Yeah, Kingfisher Blues. As we said, the multinational record label we're signed to, <laughs> Kingfisher Blues. <laughs> they, they're huge. You've obviously heard of them, but um, yeah. And it was a it was a really fun show with a lot of uh, cool people, and somebody recorded this for us, which is nice. So yeah, I think we'll I play. I heard that Kingfisher Blues is actually only multi-provincial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, barely. <No. laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Let's play Dream Life, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's three, yeah, three. And yeah, this is from the show, recorded on an iPhone. It sounds amazingly good. Oh, we we will see. a friend of CITR and get great discounts in the Commercial Drive area at AudioPile, Bone Rattle Music, High Life Records, and the People's Co-op Bookstore. It pays to be a friend of CITR. To learn more, come visit us in room 233 of the sub on UBC campus, or check us out online at citr.ca.
7: UBC Student Leadership Conference or SLC is taking place this Saturday, January 14th. The theme for this year's conference is Breakthrough. The conference will focus on identifying obstacles, then equipping you with the tools and inspiration to break through to achieve your goals. There will be inspirational speakers, workshops on everything from time management to international service learning, involvement opportunities, and a chance to meet student leaders from across the campus. The keynote speakers this year are spoken word artist Sarah Kay, as well as the best-selling author Neil Pasrisha, who wrote the book of awesome. Check out slc.udc.ca to see all the content, enter contests, and to register to attend. Hope to see you there Saturday, January 14th for
1: a lot you've never read it but
7: you... i've seen it before
1: the book but of awesome is what we're
3: talking
0: what's about. it about i i don't know i just saw the cover it's like a black cover and there's like it says the book of awesome in like bright colors
3: cool <laughs> is it awesome is it... how's the design so. you're a designer uh, you need design some design type stuff
0: it's neat looking it's it caught my eye would you
3: prefer to call it the book of neat
0: uh maybe (laughs) the book of neat
3: the book of okay (laughs) sorry
0: Um, sarah the author of that
3: book
2: so we forgot neil yes
1: i thought it was sarah something
3: sorry neil
2: no that was extra sorry neil (laughs) (laughs) so the track that we forgot to tell you about a few a few minutes back was by lost lovers brigade
1: way more than a few minutes back the one before we started talking to Al and Jess was by Lost Lovers Brigade.
2: Yeah, so we're still pretty new to this radio thing, and, and if you listen in six months, we'll have improved significantly. But, um, yeah, uh, have you heard them played, Jordy?
1: Have I heard Lost Lovers Brigade play. Yes. No, I not outside of the recorded studio.
2: Okay. I've seen them. Yes, me too. Yeah,
3: they played at uh, the Biltmore, I feel, maybe last year. I don't really... Did you... Was that where it was?
2: Uh, I saw them at the Discorder show in December at the Interurban Gallery.
3: Oh, yes. Yes, that's the one.
2: Yeah.
3: I was so, at that show, but I don't think I was there for that part of it.
2: They had an interesting cast of Calarissa. Vancouver musicians, including Calarissa.
3: Oh, yeah, they're a Vancouver supergroup. Yeah. yeah.
2: With uh, Adrian Bros from Polygos on Drums. Adrian Teacher. Oh, boy. Yeah. Adrian Teacher.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh,
2: <laughs> and the next, track, the next track we're going to play is actually uh, related because uh, it's a band, a guy called Shuck and Jimmy from Halifax, and I saw him play on a tall ship when I was in Halifax this summer in June, but he did a cover of Apollo Ghost. How Ghosts.
3: tall was it?
2: It was tall. Like <laughs> it how, was very tall.
3: Like how many stories?
2: Um... 1.5 It's
3: not that tall <laughs>
2: <laughs> So we're going to play the song It's a cover of Apollo Ghost Track To a Friend Who Has Been Through a War By Shock and Jimmy Oh, Are you ready? To a friend that has been through a war Who has suffered and lost and been shot Before I know that i I never understand Never understand And I know that these wounds are still sore You have seen things that weren't meant to be seen I know that I I know that I I never held
1: your
5: hand Never held
2: your hand Pull the missile right out of your heart See the flames that will burn through
5: the sky It's lost in the night Oh well, oh well, I I haven't heard this before. I haven't
2: heard this before. Oh, since you've been through that war, from this bunker I can see the one that sings for me sings. That has been through a war. Who has suffered and lost and been shot before I know that I. for I know that I. I never understand. Never understand. Ever. Oh, the look on your trembling face. See the shadows and sensitive grace that burns in your
5: eyes. Oh, oh, oh.
1: This before. I, this before. I But I've been through that war. That was shotgun Jimmy?
3: Yeah. Where, where's, is, where's Shotgun Jimmy from? Halifax.
2: Halifax. That's
3: yeah. Coast to Coast. That's a great song. That's one of my favorite Apollo Ghost song in that is a great cover. Very yeah, great cover. I thought it was pretty
1: good. Yeah,
5: I,
3: like that. I like a good cover. Very nice.
1: Uh, so, we also um, as much as we like talking to you guys about music, we
3: also cover food here. Um, okay. I hear you guys do band meals. We uh, do. Oh, yes. Village is more of a like a dinner club than a band. Really. <laughs> it's like we practice for an hour and then we spend three hours making dinner. Yeah,
0: yeah it like, just, like yeah. yeah, yeah. It
3: also, <laughs> shut like. Up, <laughs> shut up. <Rudy. laughs> Al is worried that he won't get to play with vegan bands in the future. Yeah, how will we get a show with the Greenbelt Collective? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, how did it start? Uh,
0: I think I just brought over a snack. It started. uh, I brought over a snack, and then we had we played our first show. So then I just said,
3: "It's like green tea." uh, No, what is that stuff called? That Japanese stuff? That's like chewy. Mochi? Yeah. Is that what it was?
0: No. Oh, okay. I didn't remember the first time. It was like we were celebrating our first show, and then I brought over like a, a French tomato tart.
3: Oh, with, so good.
0: With a little uh, red wine vinaigrette butter salad thing.
3: Yeah. And the tart had Less, goat cheese in it, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, the on? tart
0: had, had goat cheese.
3: That sounds delicious. It was really good. And the salad was really good. And, and uh,
0: then week after week, I just started bringing stuff.
3: So do you do all the cooking? No. no, we all cook. Yeah, we all cook. I mean, I, as How many people are in the band? Four now. We How's have that? a we have a drummer now, which is nice. That's a good size for a supper club. Yeah,
5: yeah.
3: And well, then we usually have a few people, like a few hangers-on who want to come. you should you guys should come over for dinner next time. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll make you guys something sweet. Maybe we
1: will. When's the next time? We'll we'll talk about it off the air. We, we were actually
3: yeah. Well, like, <laughs> we were talking about maybe having a little, like a little show and then like a nice meal too and see if people just have like 20 people be interested and
5: yeah
3: be kind of yeah, neat pretty good. Yeah. yeah so maybe we'll do that but yeah so ever since that first show we've uh, we've been having increasingly elaborate dinners with our band practices
0: Alex also makes like a really mean soup
3: yeah that's uh, true okay. a split,
0: split pea and ham hock soup
3: yeah French Canadian split pea soup the I- classic with homemade homemade uh, stock and a ham hock from, from Windsor Mm. and yeah that's a great that's a great to sort of stick to your ribs that was after after the uh after the toast collective show show, we came home we came back to my place to drop off the gear and we were all like super hungry and drunk and then we (laughs) ate a bunch of split pea soup and just kind of went to sleep
0: yeah i actually didn't have any hangover the next day neither did it andrea good
3: hangover cure I had the worst hangover of my life. (laughs) You saw me. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) not. I can hardly walk.
0: I thought it was a great hangover cure. Yes, well. Pre, pre.
3: But so, yeah, that's the thing. You guys should come over for dinner, and maybe we'll have a, a, like, you know, supper club show type of thing. Sounds good. Brenda, what have we got coming up next?
2: Well, I was thinking we could play the interview with Darcy covering the Twisted Fork.
0: Cinebaron that-
1: Jam's correspondent, Darcy, went to Twisted, Twisted Fork.
0: Twisted Fork's Darcy great Broach. place. It
1: where is, a where place. is that? Oh, it's on Gamble Street, um, kind of near the bridge. Oh, yeah. Like, near the porn shops. Oh, on the downtown side? On the porn shop side, Right. yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> nice pairing there.
3: As, <laughs> yeah, uh, good, great place. Yeah, you've <laughs> heard the people talking about food porn, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> So uh, here's Darcy covering the Twisted Fork.
1: Hi. So um, I am here with uh, Peanut Butter and Jam's correspondent, my girlfriend Darcy. Hello. And uh, we're going to talk about Twisted Fork. Um, what? What is? What is Twisted Fork?
6: Uh, Twisted Fork is a uh, bistro kind of cafe um, spot on uh, the south end of the downtown Gravel Street. I think it mostly does French food, um, and it's uh, yeah, it does brunch lunch and dinner
1: what did you go there for
6: i went there for brunch i have been there for dinner but most recently i went there for brunch
1: right and i was not there no no you weren't (laughs) in case you're wondering regular
6: listeners (laughs) just a girl's brunch this time so what did you get so I got the uh, Eggs Benedict. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes on focaccia bread um, and it uh, you have a choice of different meats that you could get on it. Um, I got chorizo and then on the side is baked beans and a kind of hash brown cake as well as...
1: Well, go, go back, what's a hash brown cake?
6: so it's shredded hash browns you know Mm -hmm. like you'd normally see in a diner but it's kind of packed into a a cake and then browned on either end so it's a little crispier Mm
5: -hmm.
6: Um, and yeah it's more like a just a one-piece thing rather than a big pound of shredded hash browns and then uh, creamed spinach as well was on the plate as well
1: okay um What would you say makes this brunch place different from other brunch places?
6: Um, The thing that is really good about them is they kind of make you know they they add nicer touches to a regular breakfast mm-hmm. uh, like for instance the um, the eggs benedict is on focaccia bread it's not just a regular English muffin uh, you get a choice of different meats to have on it and I think those are all the same price you don't even have to pay extra mm-hmm. um, and also just the different additions like the baked beans or um, I believe there's a fruit there's a banana bread and an or scone that you could choose that to add on to the to the meal which just makes it um, a little bit different than your regular diner breakfast
1: uh, would you say it's better than other brunch places
6: yeah I think just as would you um, say it's your favorite uh, I don't know. I've never thought about that before I do really like it I like it because it's a you know a typical egg breakfast just done really well and with some you know different kind of additions that you would normally find. And it's not just a diner meal. You, you actually get a nice re- sit-down restaurant as well.
1: Is it expensive? Uh,
6: no, it's not, actually. It's really reasonably priced. Um, they give you the after-tax price on the menu, which I personally really like. Oh,
1: that
5: is better.
6: Yeah, um, and I think all breakfasts are $15.50 after-tax. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, the size is you know more than enough to keep you full for you know the whole day
1: should you make a reservation if you're going there
6: they actually don't take reservations okay
1: so you can't make a reservation
6: you can't make a reservation um they do fill up pretty quickly usually have to wait about 45 minutes but Mm -hmm. you know it's in a good area you just walk around and then
1: they'll call you Street. Yeah, I guess as long as it's not a Friday or Saturday night, it's a good area.
6: Yeah, okay. there's, there's enough
1: things to do in the area to walk around to while you're waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, who would you take to? Um,
6: I thought it was a really good place to take, you know, just a group of friends, kind of having like a, you know, brunch with, um, with a small group of friends. It's mm-hmm. not a large place, so don't go with like 12 people because they might not be able to accommodate that, especially you know, on the weekends, Mm -hmm. um, because they're pretty busy. It's good for like four, maybe three or four people. Um, And it's also a great date place because it's good food and people can strike up some conversations on a first date with some good food
5: okay
1: uh, is there anything else you want to say about it
6: one thing that a friend of mine didn't like about it was that if you're ordering the breakfast and you ask for ketchup they don't have ketchup um i know it's not a really a big thing for most people but just to heads up some people up, like ketchup with their scrambled yeah. eggs or yeah definitely it's uh hash browns especially yeah, yeah it's it's something that uh you know if if that's important to you bring your own ketchup <laughs>
5: Okay,
1: well,
6: thanks. No problem.
1: That was Dixie's Death Pool um, off of his new album. Lee Hutzlack is Dixie's Deathpool right, with friends. Um, that album is called The Man with the Flowering Hands. You can probably pick it up at Zulu and uh, other fine local record stores. Uh, that song is called Tranquilizer. Uh, if you are interested in learning more about it, he's also on the cover of Discorder Magazine right now, and you can go read an interview with him. That's. Uh, He's a pretty interesting guy. He used to be a visual artist, and now he's started making music, too. Um, before we do that, though, we wanted to talk about... Before we go on to anything else, we wanted to talk about... Uh, you, Jess, apparently knows something about this muscles deal that happens yes. at Twisted Fork.
0: Um, Twisted Fork. On Tuesdays only, they have, like, uh, this, like, uh, mussels and fries and cream sauce, and it's, like, $8. Oh, yeah.
3: That
0: what a deal. Like a so deal. we're doing
3: that, Jordy. And Brenda.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And next Tuesday, or maybe the Tuesday after, we're going to go and eat mussels, and then go to a Cobalt, play pinball. Yes. That sounds and like... Listen, listen to tracks spun by CIT, CITR's own Tyler Fedcheck at the Cobalt. Okay.
1: That sounds like a pairing right there. Yeah. and that You, you guys get a pair of pairings. <laughs> mussels and pinball. Mussels and pinball. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, we also wanted to talk about... Brenda looks like she wanted to talk about something.
2: No, I don't want to talk about anything.
1: Okay. Well, (laughs) Brenda doesn't like talking about things.
2: (laughs) Especially that last show you hosted, Jordy.
1: Yeah, Brenda hates talking. And then the next one, she was just sick. So maybe I was telling the truth the entire last episode I hosted.
2: I'm getting it back. Getting my love for radio back. Um, It's
3: good to have you back with us.
2: Oh, thanks. Thanks, Jordy. what,
3: What? You have the flu?
2: Uh, yeah, I was sick for a week or so. Mm. It was a bit of a bummer. But you're all right. We we're out.
3: supposed to have Kevin Chong
1: on, who is um, great. Oh. A radio pers- not radio, um, I also, literary I, personality in town. Yeah. He writes a lot about food. Really entertaining guy. We will have him on in the future. And he teaches, Kevin, are you
3: listening? We're he teaches at make UBC. You he teaches, at or I don't know if he does this anymore, but he used to teach a creative writing course for UBC in Second Life, which...
2: Wow. Yeah. What?
3: Yeah, seriously. That's amazing. Yeah,
2: Yeah. Grace, our president, took his course, that it was really good. In
3: Second Life? Well,
2: yeah, the whole course is online. Oh, my God.
3: Yeah, that's amazing. And he's a really... He wrote a book about Neil Young that did very, very well. Yeah. And he has a new book out that is about... about owning owning a racehorse, which he did until he lost it in a claiming race.
1: Yes, interesting story. Also pretty interesting. Also pretty interesting. Uh, he wrote a good article about Chinese food and the walrus. Yes, yes, uh, I saw that. That was amazing.
2: And he's written about whiskey.
1: And he's yeah, written a book. A, a book, song. isn't it, or was it an article? Mm,
2: right? I think it was just an
3: article.
1: Okay, he's a very knowledgeable guy. We're gonna have him on the show at some point. Um, sorry, if you could. So, if Kevin, if you're listening right now, sorry that we had to cancel, but we will have you on at some point. Sorry, I'm
3: go going ahead. curling with him next week.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: small world yeah. anyhow um we also wanted to talk about honey yeah the, the plight of the bees um this is uh, jess
3: you you sounded fairly knowledgeable
0: no I, i'm no? not knowledgeable i'm new new news to
3: my ears oh i don't know anything about it either except that science says <laughs> scientists
2: i sci- love science
3: yeah science has said that bees might go extinct soon yeah Bees and bananas. Uh, bees are there's bee epidemics that
1: are going on. So uh,
3: yeah. So what is it? Do you know anything about this? Um, I, uh, there's
1: is some them? theories that it might be do with radio waves. Uh, there is a good documentary out about it that played in Vancouver about two months ago. Laura Best saw it. And radio waves. What was it called? Uh, it's possible that it's due to radio waves, like all I mean. the different, like because they can it messes with them
3: so it's not a virus it's not like a it could be a,
1: a virus again. too there's a lot of different conflicting theories about it and i don't know mm-hmm. exactly which one um has won out in the scientific community or even if one has yet
2: this um, sounds like a great topic for a future show
3: it, a whole show on bees
2: a whole show because we all
3: love honey um we but do beyond love beyond that
2: if we have no bees to pollinate our fruit and oh our food gosh. and our vegetables we're seriously <laughs> sunk
3: yeah. It that's means true.
2: that you oh, no. Al and I, Brenda, will have to walk up and down the fields and trail our fingers and a whole pile of plants.
3: That sounds kind of fun. <laughs> what if I'm allergic <laughs> to pollen?
2: That would be bad. I'm
3: not, but what if I was? Um, that would be a tough job for you
1: then. You might want to look into a different,
2: <laughs> a we
1: different could employment opportunity.
2: You know, really. yeah. Let's go to
1: law school or
2: something. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. But uh that segues us nicely into our next track.
1: Oh yeah. Well, even though we weren't particularly informed, there was a reason why we wanted to talk about it, and that's because of the song The Village has. Uh, yeah. Do you want to explain it, or do you want to just play it?
3: Well, I'll, no, we can explain it. It's a cover of two songs at the same time. Um, one of them is Just Like Honey by the Jesus and Mary chain, and the other one is Honey by Mariah Carey. Yep. That's
0: so this the is one.
3: the Jesus and Mariah chain. Uh,
0: and it's Honey Just Like Honey.
3: Yeah. All right. So let's let's give it a listen. Play that.
0: Alzheimer's disease. My diagnosis has let me get on with my life my way. The more we learned about my
7: grandfather's dementia, the more we could face the future and make plans. My husband Tom and I spoke to our doctor right away.
2: I have Alzheimer's, but it doesn't have me.
0: I faced it. So can you. For more information
2: about early diagnosis, visit alzheimer.ca.
1: utter misery that is college radio where they apparently just let any bewildered freshman wander into the
2: booth and try to run a radio station
0: um can- campus outreach is looking for hang on college radio can pretty much be summed up in
1: five words
2: citr 101.9 mm. fm in
0: vancouver uh-huh.
1: That was Korean Gut, Alley Scowl. If you're interested in hearing it, it's available on Bandcamp. Just do a use use the internet to do that. Um, you're listening to CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver, and this is Peanut Butter and Jams. Um, my name is Jordy. Uh,
2: and co host Brenda.
1: And uh, we are
3: joined by Village. 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 I'm Al. I'm Jessica. You see how people call me Al?
0: Yeah, I noticed. Is that
3: disconcerting for you? I
0: don't. I, oh I really, no? Everyone it's I, well, people that we both know, both prefer Alex.
3: <laughs> I don't know what to tell you.
1: Anyhow, um, so we are going to be uh, doing an official pairing now. You got an unofficial one earlier with the, oh, yeah. with the Twisted Fork and Multiball. Um, But uh, the official pairing of Peanut Butter and Jams this week is uh, the show that the Village will be playing with Sleuth, Eek, and Real Boys uh,
3: at Mad Hatter's. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tomorrow night. First band's at 11. $5? Uh, five five dollars? Five bucks. Five bones, yeah. four bands. That a is $1.25 a band. So since you are
1: saving so much money on the bands... Um, you should also probably go for pizza beforehand. We were having a discussion,
3: and there are a lot of different pizza places that uh, we wanted to bring up. Yeah, it's really exploded in Vancouver lately. There's lots of really fancy pizza places with yeah, great pizza. Yeah, it's a certain
0: type of pizza, too. It starts with an N. Do you remember what it's
3: called? Neapolitan. Yeah, that's the one. Like the ice cream? Yeah, sort of. No. <laughs> I mean the same. Point. I mean, I don't. mean, it tastes like the ice cream from, from Naples, right, Neapolitan. Yeah, it's a certain. Yeah. St- so the style is it's thin crust and it's cooked for a very short time at very high temperature. So it's kind of crispy on the outside, but maybe a little bit doughy still.
1: And uh, that's and what what's around Mad Hatters that people can go to for pizza?
3: Uh, um, oh, Pizzeria Farina is really good. That's right next door to the Cobalt on Main and. By the Georgia Vida, but that place
1: know. sells out sometimes, you gotta
3: go early. Yes, that's, that's the same. They usually tweet it, I'm told. I don't I don't follow them on Twitter, but they tweet when they run out of dough. They're
0: but really, really good. You went there, right? Eh? Oh yeah. I loved it. It was uh it was just like What kind of pizza it? did you get? We had the uh, four cheese, which was really tomato which I love. And then we also had this one. Uh, this one pizza with arugula and uh, mushrooms, I believe. Oh, yeah. And, I don't know, there's not very many places have a, uh, that have arugula on top of pizza, just
3: raw arugula. I've had it before. Oh, raw. Yeah, yeah, raw. You know what else is cool about that place? Is they sell, uh, they sell some, like, weird grocery items, kind of. Like what? You can buy uh, jars of really fancy Italian anchovies and... If you're an anchovy fan, these are like very fancy anchovies, and you can buy them there in a jar for like 20 bucks or something. It's like a big old jar of anchovies, so. Okay. I don't know how many anchovies you use in your Are the you day an, day an anchovy fan? Oh, yeah. I'll eat them right out of the can. Brenda, do you have an opinion about anchovies?
2: Um, <laughs> I, I, I will eat anchovies.
3: Do you
1: enjoy so them, or
3: will you eat them politely?
2: uh i don't think i have a
0: delicate opinion about them
3: oh god they're so fishy and salty and delicious
0: i do like anchovies and broth like just to make a broth i
3: like the mixture of yeah. things but yeah, and I not to eat them on their own they sort of disintegrate when you cook them so they're good for flavoring stuff
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know yeah they disintegrate like basically when you t- like put a fork at them and they
1: just like immediately fall apart as soon as you Poke into them. Um, there's some. There's some other good pizza places around there that we'd yeah. be loath not to mention. Yes. Um, um, it, it, especially if it's a pizza
3: farina. That was the one.
1: Yeah. If they're sold out.
3: Yeah, because they, they do sell out of dough. They just make a certain amount of dough and then they sell out and they close up. Close up shop.
1: So if they're if they sell out early that night, like before the time that you would go down before the show. What
3: time should people be going for the show? Mm, uh, 10, Ten thirty. Yeah. Ten thirty. The yeah. the front band's eleven. And we actually I don't even know what order the bands are going to be in. So. Go, go, C- come early. late at your peril. And <laughs> but also, all the bands are good, and you wouldn't yeah, want to miss any of them. So, so just yeah, come before 11, sometime shortly before 11. You were saying that Nap- Napoli is pretty good too, Neekly. Neekly, yeah. So, this is at uh on Cordova Street uh, around Columbia, I think, pretty close to Maine and Cordova. Mm-hmm. And they also make this this thin crust and they have this huge oven which is apparently like a thousand degrees and they literally cook your pizza for 90 seconds. That's right. Yeah.
0: I've also heard that they're the first to create this whole Neapolitan pizza boom in Vancouver. Because before we didn't have any and then he was like one of the first and all of a sudden all within a year we have like four other pizza places open up.
3: Yeah Yeah. and they're great Uh, and they have amazing cocktails I had a really good cocktail. I was there the other night, actually, just a couple of days ago, and uh, I had a cocktail made with Fernet Branca, which is like one of those really sort of herbal, really bitter Italian aperitifs, kind of like Campari, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. It's kind of weird on its own, but they they made this, this cocktail with it with like uh, lemon juice and a bunch of other stuff, and my God, it was good. It's one of the best cocktails I've had at a restaurant in Vancouver, I would say, and they're not really known for that, so... They have one good one for sure. At least. Well, we had cocktails when we went there, didn't we? Yeah,
0: that's true. It was really good.
3: I can't remember what it was, though, but it was good.
0: They also have my favorite beer, uh, Mirror Pond.
3: Yes, they have Mirror Pond on tap. I love that stuff. Which is a really nice beer.
0: Yeah.
3: From Oregon. And then they have a couple of local brews and lots of bottled beer, wine, whatever you like. You know, great pizza. Uh... And olives? I don't know. It's just a good place. You should go. the olives. They serve these, like, marinated olives that are warm. They warm them up. Mm -hmm. So good. Just delicious. So good. So, yeah, go to this place.
1: Okay. Well, all right. So, official pairing, peanut butter and jams, pizza Mm -hmm. at one of the places we mentioned, um, followed by the show at the Mad Hatter. Yeah. And uh, Sleuth will be playing. Um, (laughs) And we've got a a sleuth just won shindig. Yeah. Uh, We've got a uh, sleuth song queued up. Sleuth will also
3: be playing it's Brave New Nothing. New is spelled with a K. Sleuth will be playing on Thunderbird Radio Hell later tonight too. I'm yes. told on Ben Lai's show, so no. you should tune tune in. at... Well, just stay tuned, actually, because why would you listen to anything else? Just stay tuned all night, <laughs> and at nine or sometime around then. Make
1: sure you turn the. Make sure you're in the room. Yeah, Wait, don't turn your radio off ever. Don't just go anywhere. Sure just
3: leave the radio on, and just don't move. Don't leave the bathroom and. When
2: sleuth is
1: because yeah, you don't want to miss any of it's
3: gonna be awesome on <laughs> or it.
1: when stereoscopic readout is up. Next, no, that's a great right show. Yeah. yeah. All right, sorry. It's we'll a stop great talking. Show. We, we've been talking a lot.
2: <laughs> I know, stop talking. Uh this album the album is called Brave New Nothing and the track is called Unceremonious Splendor. And it was reissued on a cassette. So if you need some more cassettes then you can buy my old um my old boom box from when I was sixteen.
3: No marketing, just good tunes. Refreshing, no?
1: And we're back. That uh, song that you heard was by Rat Silo, and it was called Ass <laughs> He doesn't want to go
3: to Ass Oh, <laughs> uh, What's that album called? Why not? It sounds fun.
2: It's called The Great Northern Way.
3: Very okay. East Van band yeah.
2: There's oh, yeah. even the East Bank cross on the uh, inside cover.
1: Cool of the liner notes. Yeah. Um, so uh, we are about to sign off. Uh, Darren has showed up, so stereoscopic readout is about to happen. Um, make sure that uh, you, if you have any ideas that for, for stuff you want us to cover, or um, just uh, you want to get in touch with us about anything, send us an email at peanut butter and jams. Radio at gmail.com, everything spelled the normal way, and uh, make sure to like us on Facebook. If you give us a search, you should be able to find us. Uh, You guys want to do any plugs?
3: Yeah, let's just plug that show one last time. (laughs) So that's Sleuth, Eek, Real Boys, and Village tomorrow night, First Band at 11 at Mad Hatter's, which is located between the self-storage and the flea market. Uh, near main and terminal near the Skytrain station look for the picture of the Mad Hatter that will lead you
0: through the rabbit hole Through the
3: rabbit hole into the venue
0: if you actually need an address just search it on Facebook I think
3: yeah yeah you can find the event on Facebook as well there you go
1: okay
3: um, Brenda do you have anything you want to say before before we get going
2: uh, if you want to be a correspondent then you should get in touch with us
1: email yes
2: and we gave out our <sighs> email
1: we can give it out again.
2: Yes, let's give it out again.
1: Peanut butter and jams at gmail peanut butter and jams radio.
2: And not mm, jams. And,
1: and jams. Yeah. At gmail.com.
2: Perfect. So we're just gonna play a PSA and then we'll play one last track for you.
1: Yep, this is a uh, Adeline off uh, the song is called The Noise off of her new album.
2: Great. So one second.